Hey guys, happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of Table for Six Podcast. I'm Lindsay, and today I'd like to share my foster care journey with you. But before I share my journey, I'd like to give you guys some facts. So I live in Missouri, and in Missouri there are 13,000 kids in foster care. And in the county that I live in, there are 447 kids alone in foster care. And I was doing some research and there are roughly about 60 foster homes in my county. If you think about that, that is certainly not enough homes for these kids. It just amazes me. I was also doing some research about some of the reasons in my county why kids come into care. And what I found was um, substandard living conditions, which they would consider neglect, such as not a, no electricity, no running water, maybe truancy, not going to school. And the main reason that kids get taken away in our county is drugs, which is really sad. Drugs can really, really destroy a family. And thinking about this, you would think, well, maybe, you know, abuse and, and everything like that, kids get taken away. But it, in my research, only about 19 to 20 kids got taken away for abuse. So the main issue in my county is drugs. So I encourage you to look in your county and see why kids got taken away, how many kids are in foster care, and how many homes that they actually have for these kids. So that's some facts for you guys before we get started. So I am going to share my story. So starting off, when I was 17, I had a boyfriend whose parents were foster parents. And when I went over there, they would always have kids over there. I'm talking eight to 10 kids at a time. I loved it. I loved that whole family feel. I was raised as an only child. I have a half sister, but she's 12 years younger than me. So I loved going over there and spending time with his family. His parents were awesome. They also taught foster parenting classes. So in the back of my mind, I knew I wanted to have a big family and I wanted to adopt someday. Didn't know how that was gonna happen because I was 17 at the time, but I knew this is something that really touched my heart and I wanted to do. So 10 years later, I had just graduated nursing school, had my own place. I was working as a nurse, um, dating my husband at the time. Um, another nurse I worked with told us that her church was, foster, was sponsoring foster care classes and that they were gonna host it on Saturdays from eight to five, it was gonna be an eight week course. And after these eight weeks, then you would be licensed. Um, this was their way of trying to get more homes for these kids. And I was super excited. So I talked to my husband at the time and we decided this is something that we wanted to do. So we attended the classes and back in June of 2012, so from June, to August, we attended these classes and they really honed in on what's gonna happen when you get these kids, what to look for, how to handle these kids when they come into care. It was a lot of information. I'm talking information overload. So after those eight weeks, we were finished, but we did not actually get officially licensed until March of the next year. So March, 2013. So that's seven months. So the classes were the easy part. They don't tell you that you have to do all this paperwork. You have to do interviews with social workers. You have to do home studies. You have to do background checks. They interview you. They find out your 
history, I personally had been married and divorced. I had to divulge all that information about my divorce, why I wanted to do foster care. My husband had to tell his history, you know, where he had worked, what had gone on. It was just, they put your life in a fishbowl. But let me tell you, it's worth it. So, March 2013, we are licensed. We are slated to get married in April. So three weeks before we got married, we got the call. We got a sibling set, um, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and we became a family of four. Three weeks before we got married, it was a whirlwind. We had them for 15 months, um, and eventually they did go back home to their family. And that is one thing I wanna tell you guys, you have to be prepared. You have to prepare your heart. You have to love these kids like they're your own, but you have to know that most of them will be going home. The main thing that came out of this though, we were able to adopt. What they don't tell you though, is you have to take more classes to adopt. So you have to take Spalding classes. And these classes really prepare you for the future. What's gonna happen with these kids? You know, you're excited, you get these kids, you adopt them, but what's gonna happen when they grow up and they wanna know what happened? Why am I not with my biological family? Do I have siblings? What's going on? How are you gonna handle these kids when they grow up? So, and I've always said, I want my kids to know where they come from. I know everything about them. I know who their biological family is. I know if they have siblings, I know why they came into care. They are gonna know everything about themselves. I don't want them to have that doubt that they were never wanted, that they were never loved. They know that they were loved and they're going to know exactly where they came from because I don't want them to have those doubts. So we were able to adopt my son, Daniel. We got him when he was two days old and we adopted him in 2014. My daughter, Aria, we got her when she was nine months old and we adopted her in 2017. And currently we are still fostering in the process of adopting our two little kids. So currently we have four kids. So hence table for six. We have had about 10 to 13 kids come in and out of our homes and there's good. There's bad, there's ugly. I mean, we've had to call social workers and say, this isn't working out, there's something going on. We've had to send kids to a hospital and they've had to stay overnight. I mean, it's it's been a whirlwind, but it is so worth it. And I encourage you, I know it's scary, but I encourage you, look into your state. Look, if you wanna be a foster parent, if you've ever thought about it, do it, do it, because it is so worth it. And these kids need good homes. So I wanted to share my story and before I leave, I wanted to also share with you, I found on adoption.com, pulled it up, 10 things you should have learned in foster training, but didn't. And I kind of wanted to go, to go over it with you. So 10 things you should have learned. So the first one, number one is go to court and doctor's appointments and visits and family involvement meetings. If there's any possible way that you could arrange your schedule, make this happen. Take off work, pay someone to watch your kids. You will learn so much sitting in that courtroom, sitting in the lobby, the doctor's waiting room. And it's this opportunity to show that you want to be involved in these kids' cases. You will learn so much going to court, what's going on with the parents, what's going on with the case, because sometimes it's hard to get a hold of the caseworkers. So going to court and hearing what's going on 
you will learn. Number two, write everything down. Dates, time, places, how your kids act after every visit, any concerns that you might have. Write this all down. This is the only documentation that you will have. And you can kind of, you know, are they acting out after visits? What's going on? If the parents miss visits, if the parents are doing great visits, document this. That way you have proof and show this is what's going on with these kids. Ask. This is the main thing. Ask. It feels like everything in foster care requires permission. Don't be afraid to ask. If you get a call, ask, why is this kid in the care? Ask as many questions as you want. They will answer. They should answer. If they don't know, they will get you an answer. You, You have to ask. Don't go in there blindly. Ask, why did this kid come to care? How are they around other kids? How are they around animals? You know, what is going on with these kids? Do they have behaviors? Number four, you catch more flies with honey. Always try to get the professionals involved in kids' cases and give them the benefit of the doubt. When they go out of their way to help, email their supervisor, express appreciation. These caseworkers, oh my gosh, you they can be a help or they can be a hindrance, but mostly they can be a help. They've got so much going on and they're so underpaid. Appreciate your caseworker. I mean, they're there to help you. I know sometimes you'll feel like you're out of the loop, especially you're the one that has these kids, but if you will get more flies with honey. Be appreciative. Anything that they can do to help you, they will. Do not, you don't have to be a pushover. Don't be a pushover. It's okay to say no. It is okay. I've said no when I've gotten calls. It's, it's, it's sad, especially when they give you these sad stories, but just know it's okay to be no, to say no. It's okay to be confident and say, I can't do this. This you stand up for yourself and your family. Don't be a pushover. So love the number six, love is definitely not all you need. There is a narrative that inevitably plays when the public hears a child in care. Oh, that poor kid. All they need is someone to love. No. Can love be love can be a powerful force in the life of a child, but they also need structure, they need education, and someone to pick up the pieces after a visit. Ment- and mental health services and a ride to the mall. Love is not all. You need to be a support for these kids. You need to advocate for these kids. Of course they need love, and of course you're gonna give them love. But that's not all they need. Number seven, it's not about you. So much in the foster care is out of your control true. Social workers will make decisions against your judgment. Judges will send kids back into situations that hurt your heart. Kids will say stuff that cut you to the core. It's not about you. None of it is. You didn't create the broken situation. You are just trying to help to heal it. Number eight, take lots of pictures of the back of their heads. Policies vary. And I think it's changing every day, especially with social media. But generally, there's a very high value priced on privacy of kids in care, especially if your kids are with you for a long time. You will get frustrated not being able to take pictures. Yes, you will. Give them cute little nicknames and take lots of pictures of the back of their heads. Often, this non-identifying information is okay to share online. Number nine, saying goodbye is tough, but you are tougher. So many people will consider foster care but never get licensed because they get hung up on this part. Do you want to know the truth? Saying goodbye is terrible. It hurts so bad. Uh, Yeah, it might be the hardest thing you ever do, but every child deserves to have the kind of love that makes saying goodbye terrible. As foster parents, we choose to do hard things because our kids never got the choice to do them. 
I'm starting to tear up guys. Yeah, that is the hardest thing, but it is so worth it. And then last but not least, find your tribe. I cannot strive enough on this. You cannot do this alone. You certainly can't. I hope you've worked very hard to convince a lot of people that you are really a good parent. You will, but you don't have to do it alone. Find your tribe. And that has helped so much in our situation. We have friends that are foster parents. My best friend, she's adopted. She has five kids of her own. And you have to have that tribe. You have to have someone who knows what you're going through. And you can call them and be like, oh my gosh, do you not believe what just happened? Oh my gosh, this is what they're saying. This is what's happening with the kids. You've got to find your tribe. Even if someone that will do respite for you, just so you and the hubby can get away or you and the spouse can get away, you've got to find your tribe. So that is the top 10 things that you should know. So I just wanted to get on here and share my journey and I wanted to give you guys some inspiration. If you ever thought about doing foster care, you should do it. Look up your state statute, look up how many kids are in care, how many homes, really look into this and get a hold of me. If you have questions, I wanna hear your journey. So you can find me on Facebook, Lindsay Nicole Thompson. You can find me on Instagram, Table for Six Podcast. I want to hear your journey. So thank you guys. And I will talk to you in the next podcast.